Hey guys, welcome back to Better From The Ground Up. Today we are going to talk about emerging trends in agriculture and a little bit about the future of farming and what that holds. Every morning when you get up, you run up the flag that says balanced nutrition, and you salute it every morning. That's what I'm here to do today. That's my strategy. There's no magic program for everybody. It's about identifying what's most limiting and fixing it. So it's amazing what the crop can do when your nutrition is squared away and everything's good and adequate and balanced. Hey guys, it's Cody Goins here. Um, let's dive into a little bit of, of some of these new technologies and new trends that we are seeing in agriculture. So there's a lot of things going on in agriculture, as usual. This is not an all-encompassing episode. Obviously, there's other technologies out there besides what we're going to cover. I just want to talk about some of the ones that I see that are going to have the biggest impact in agriculture and the way you farm um, and, and things to look out for and consider. So the first and obvious one that, that I want to talk about is biological companies. So soil biology, biological, soil health, um, the, all those kind of terms and, and companies in that arena, they are blowing up, right? There's, there's a lot of good companies out there. So don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying all these companies are, are out to get you. That's certainly not the case. Um, but, but there are a lot of companies that are, that are backed by significant financial investment. And an investor's number one priority is to make money, right, and make their money back. So if I invest a million dollars in an agriculture business, I expect to get a pretty significant return on that. And what's the way – how am I going to get that? How do I get my money back? Well, that's through sales, right, through sales, product sales. So I – I take a firm stance on agronomy and looking at the whole system to help people improve yields. And, and what I see most commonly in agriculture, especially in this biological arena, is product-driven companies. It's all about product. Look at this miracle product or that miracle product or this new special technology or that new special technology. So technology has become a real buzzword um, and a marketing term in agriculture. You know, there's, you know, I've got this technology and that technology and this nutrient enhancement technology and this biological technology. Just, I get sick of the word technology because it's so, it's just so heavily marketed. Um, anyway, okay, getting off track. So I'll, there's some good companies out there and there's some good products out there, um, but I, I very much disagree with the fact that our focus should be products. Um, if that's the number one thing that you're promoting as a company is your one or two or three or four miracle or special products that everybody should be using, I think you, you probably don't have a great grasp of how yields are improved um, and the way that that should be approached. I just want to throw that out there. Um, you know, yield increases is what everybody's looking for. As a farmer, if you buy a product or buy a few products, you expect to make money on those. And that's that's good and that's fine. But how do you decide what products to use? How do you decide what products to try? Okay. Um, I see a lot of testimonials online about guys saying, oh, I use this product and I got 20 or 30 bushels on my corn crop because of this product. Um, I think that that's usually very misleading because for every guy that you can find across the country that got a 20 or 30 bushel increase, you're going to find 10 or 15 more that use the same product and got zero. Um, and so my response to that is, 
why did he get that yield increase? If he really got that, why did he get it? Where did it come from? There's there's something happened, and we have to be able to measure not just that we got a yield increase, but why did we get that? So then we can know, is it useful over here, um, or or is it taking care of something for that one guy that we've already got taken care of over here in a different state, okay? I'm, I'm a big believer in, in, in trying to increase yields by looking at the whole system um, and not just throwing a product out there. So I would caution you when you see those testimonials with these massive yield increases, um, I just think that, that that can be very misleading. Um, so as far as products go, um, there are some good products. There's some products that, that are out there that are beneficial, and they have their role to play, certainly. Um, but, but I don't believe that one product is going to change farming or even two or three products. I don't think they're going to change agriculture and, and drastically change farm averages across the nation. I just It, it doesn't work like that. In the product space, there's only a handful of companies out there that are actually manufacturing, um, culturing bacteria, culturing fungal spores and different species of fungi, um, producing micronutrients, producing humic acids, um, things like that. There's only so many out there. So 90% of what y'all see um, is just somebody's private labeled it. So somebody that, that may not really know very much about biology or biologicals um, has went and picked a few products to slap their label on and, and off to the races with marketing, talking about the benefits and the yield increases that you can get out of that. So I think it's it's important to kind of study the expertise of, of the, the people that um, the agronomists or the founders or the leaders of the company, where do they – where do they come up with the information to, to talk to you about yield increases? What's their background? What kind of track record do they actually have helping people increase their yields? Um, you know, I, look into that kind of thing is my opinion. A lot of products are private labeled, and there's nothing, long, nothing wrong with that. I have, I have nothing against that at all. Um, but a lot of the biological product space, marketing is driving the growth, not so much sound agronomic practices. Um, and I do think biologicals are very important, and I think that in the future, probably everyone will be using biologicals in some capacity. Um, I, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about it. So anyway, okay, I'll get off that soapbox. The, uh, the next thing that, that I want to cover in, in a little bit of depth, I'm not going to go too in-depth with this um, because I'm not an expert in, on every one of these, but they're soil biology measurement methods. Um, so different soil biology analysis, with, whether it's a, a DNA or a PLFA or a microscope or a, um, you know, the soil microbiometer, um, there's all these different ways of measuring the soil biology. So now everybody's starting to get on board and understand, okay, soil biology is important. It's a big part of plant growth and yield and, and production and productivity. It's, it's important. Now the next debate is how do we measure these? How do we measure these organisms? How do we quantify these organisms? Which ones matter? Which ones don't matter as much? Um, there, there's a ton of information on that, and so – the only thing that I want to submit to you, um, the listener, is there is no one perfect soil biology measurement method, period. There is not one that, that is head and shoulders above the rest that's perfect that tells you everything. Every test has its benefits and, and its drawbacks, okay? 
every test, every testing method has some holes in it, and there's some information that it cannot tell you. Um, so when we are looking at measuring soil biology, our preference is to use more than one method um, to actually measure your biology and your biological activity. If you're just using one lab and one testing method, I'm sorry, but you're not getting the whole picture. You're just not. So everybody, you know, it's it. We know with with nutrient extraction methods that every scientist that comes up with a new method of of something is going to be proud of it, and they're going to argue that theirs is the best usually. Um, so a lot of the a lot of the bias is is from the creators of these tests and the people that have got behind it and got on board with it in the biggest way. Um, so just please, if you don't take anything else away. Um, please understand that there's no one method that tells you everything about biology that that really you need to look at it multiple ways to, to kind of get a whole picture of what's going on in your soil. So um, if, if you have questions about that, we can, you know, you can look us up and hit us up via email or something and we can talk more about it in, in specifics. Um, but okay, that that's that's the main point I wanted to get across there. They all have their flaws. Um, usually you need to use two or three different methods and overlay all that information to get a full picture of what's going on. Um, and, and, um, oh, by the way, there is all kinds of missing information still, right? So, so 99 plus percent of these soil microbes can't be cultured. And if you can't culture them, if they can't survive outside of a soilless media, you can't really study them very well and study what they do and what their function is in the soil and with the plant and what they don't do. So there's so much information in the soil that we just simply do not have the technology to understand yet. Um, and, and we'll get there eventually. I don't know if it's going to be 10 years or 50 or 100. Eventually we'll get there. Uh, we'll get closer. But, but the other thing is anybody that, that, that says that they can tell you everything about your soil, um, that's not true. There, there's just a lot of missing information right now. Just keep that in mind, all right, that no matter – you know the world's leading experts um, should admit that there's a lot of things that we don't know still. So we have to work with what we've got and what we do know, obviously, in the meantime. But just understand there's there's a lot to be learned in this realm. So when I see people or companies acting like they got it all figured out, I'm very skeptical of them. That That is probably – that's the main point on the biologicals and biological companies and soil uh, biology measurement methods and things like that. Again, um, we could go into more specifics in a different conversation, but that's the general things that I want to point out. So there's a lot of other technologies out there, and these are not my strong suit. So if, if you're working with me and I'm helping consult, um, I am not going to be teaching you about precision planting, um, about precision technologies, about technologies on sprayers and planters and things of that nature. Um, I might know what they are, but I don't know necessarily how they work. So I'm not going to go too deep into this because, um, I, I'd, frankly, I would, I'd have to be um, lying to you if I acted like I was a – an expert in this realm. But that being said, um, we we use precision planting stuff. Um, you know, I know that uh, the other company that, that Greg uh, founded, Yield 360 or Yield Center 360, um, they've got a lot of cool technologies as far as irrigation and nitrogen management. Um, precision planting is probably the most popular one. And there's definitely a place 
on most farms for precision um, technology. Um, those companies are both pretty much continuously developing new technologies. Um, but but how do you decide where you should go spend that money to try that kind of stuff? Because some of these systems are very expensive. I mean, it's easy to mess around and spend thirty or $40,000 or more, um, sometimes way more, on some of these things. So how do you know what you need? Um, how do you know where to spend that money, when, when to spend it, when not to, okay? That goes back to what I was talking about earlier. It's the whole system of agriculture. It, it's being out there behind the planter, checking your spacing and your seed depth and your emergence. It's being, you know, on, on corn and soybeans both, checking all that stuff and seeing exactly where you're at um, and, and where your weaknesses are. To figure out, okay, would this technology fix that problem um, or not necessarily? So without being out there um, and digging and checking things on your farm or having a consultant that does it that you trust, uh, then then I – good luck making those decisions. Um, You know, my my recommendation to you guys is – do the work, do the work, uh, the the hard work, the, the not fun work of going out there and, and checking these things for yourselves and seeing, you know, is my emergence great or is it not? Um, you know, we work with uh, with Randy Dowdy and David Hula, the world record growers, and they talk extensively about emergence and uniform emergence. And I can't go into depth with that. Um, we, we're a member of Total Acre ourselves uh, or myself. Um, and we sign an NDA in that program um, that we can't really go into the weeds with that. But I, I will tell you, it is unbelievably important in corn and corn yields. That whole emergence thing is very real. Um, so you know, you'd have to you'd have to join Total Acre to get all the details on that. But um, it's huge. It is huge, um, and it ain't easy. You can't just go buy a new planter and and have it done. It's <laughs> that's a joke. Um, but I understand why people would think that, that, that you could do that, but it doesn't work that way. So anyway, um, all I'm saying is if you don't, if you're not checking on your own crops and, and keeping tabs on things, I don't know how you make these decisions. Um, that being said, there, there's a lot of benefits to some of those technologies. The, 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 it's just, it's fascinating what they've been able to develop and come up with. It really is. And when you understand how it works and how to use it and how to use it best, that's when those things can really pay you back in a big way. Um, but if you just go buy it and stick it on the planter and think it's going to solve all your problems, um, I, I'm sorry, but it's not that easy. There's other things going on. So it, it's easy to spend a lot of money on something that that's not necessarily most limiting. So again, it always comes back to this. We got to see what's most limiting first, um, and, and then we got to work on a plan to fix it. That's our recommendation. So uh, there's there's other uh, there's other technologies out there. Obviously, the this is like I said, this is a short list, but there is new fungicides. There are new biological fungicides and things in that realm. And I'm not going to go in depth on that either. But I will say that in, as a general statement. The new chemistries, the new fungicides are a far cry from the old ones. I mean, you take something like a Veltima or a Revitec or a Trivapro, uh, a newer chemistry like that, the old stuff is just not competing with it um, as a general statement. Um, it's it's a far cry. So if you're using uh, plant health 
um, products, you know, specifically fungicides, and you're thinking, I don't want the new ones because they're just too expensive, uh, it's there for a reason, okay? They are worth that money in almost every case. Uh, They just flat out perform so much better and last so much longer. Um, So the other one that you'll see some of is is biological fungicides. That, you know, they've been around for a while, but I I suspect that they're going to continue to develop and register new biological fungicides. And I love that uh, for a lot of reasons. And in some instances, they may not be a fit, but where they are, that's my preference. If you want to fight a living organism like a disease, a pathogen, a bacteria, a virus, the best thing that you can have to, to combat that is another living organism. Because a lot of times those those other living organisms that compete with those diseases um, are going to be there for the whole life of the plant um, in a lot of instances. Some instances they're not, but in a lot of instances, if they're used properly, uh, they will be there uh, the whole time that the plant is alive. And there's very little off-target damage. You know, fungicides, when we apply a fungicide – um, we're killing not only a lot of the disease organisms, but we're also killing some beneficials, okay? And it's not its not like you go kill every beneficial organism when you spray a fungicide. It's not at all that way. But when you use them every year, twice a year, some guys three times a year, year in and year out, eventually after 10-plus years of use, um, you have probably – taking a pretty heavy toll on some of your beneficial fungi out there. I just say that so you can be uh, be aware um, of what exactly is happening um, when you when you use some of these products. We, we think about, okay, I did this and it took care of the disease. Great, on to the next thing. Um, but but things aren't really that simple. There's you know there's a lot more there's a lot more things going on when you use a product than, than just the one thing that we usually think about. There's a lot of off-target damage. There's a lot of unintentional problems that we cause sometimes. Um, so anyway, excuse me. One thing that I um, I, I just want to wrap up there and, and say that the, the new fungicides are certainly not not the same as the old ones. It's not your daddy's fungicide or your grandpa's fungicide. It, it is new and it's better. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of those chemistries when, when necessary. The other thing that, that I'll talk just a little bit about is data harvesting and analytics. Okay. So, you know, we all know what climate is. Um, you know, we, we use it, we look at, we plug all of our information in what hybrid did we use? What was our soil type? What's the parent material like? What was the rainfall? Um, you put all this data into these systems, and there's a lot of apps that are coming out um, and software programs that are coming out that that are having you input all this information. Um, why do those exist? Um, well, um, a, a strong argument could be made that a lot of companies with apps um, are collecting your data either to sell to a third party or to analyze that data and figure out what they can sell you. Um, so I love technology. Uh, keeping track of your data is, is essential. You have to do it. Uh, but just be aware uh, of the other side of that coin, uh, and that is that your data is worth a lot of money to a lot of third parties, um, and people can use it to study you and your you know, your purchasing habits um, and, and be better equipped to sell you. So I'm just throwing it out there. There's two sides to that coin. 
Um, and, and we got to use the new technologies. We got to keep track of our stuff. We got to keep track of our inputs, what we did, what was the weather. We got to keep track of all that, but just, just be aware that, that there's more to it than that. Um, since we're talking about technology, that, that would be part of, part of ice, not a huge problem, but something that is always kind of lingering in the back of my mind about, about, you know, potential concerns. The, the last two things that I want to cover is, is government regulation, um, on nutrients, uh, like nitrogen and phosphorus, for instance, we know that the government, um, you know, I think they sit around and just wonder what they can regulate every day. Um, you know, I, I would imagine they, they have conversations like, you know, we haven't regulated this yet. Uh, oh, yeah, we should do that. Um, I think I think maybe that's that's what they do. I'm not real sure, but but it seems like it. So we know the government loves to get their fingers into everything, get their cut, get their, you know, extract their their portion of the pie, so to speak. Um and that that's another conversation but they are certainly looking into the whole environmental deal right the 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 green this the green that the um you know, the sustainable all that kind of talk to me one thing that is inevitable is more regulations on farming um you know when they can control the food they can control the people and that is something that i always think about with the government um any government um really but i i always think about that on a, on an extreme scenario but i won't get into that um i do think it's inevitable that regulations are, are coming and, and they may not hit every state okay but but some states already have a lot of regulations uh, on water on nitrogen use on phosphorus use um, and things of that nature so just understand with this whole sustainable push that's going on and all this lingo there's definitely groups out there that are targeting um, nitrogen you know they're going to talk about nitrates in drinking water they're going to talk about nitrogen phosphorus causing algae blooms um, and all that kind of stuff um, and, and some of that there's truth in some of that obviously we need to be good stewards um, with what we're doing but I, I just point it out because I want to know my question to you, um, and I'll, I'll leave you with, with some of these thoughts. What are you going to do if nitrogen is regulated? If the amount of nitrogen you can put on a corn crop or a, a non-legume crop is regulated and enforced, what are you going to do when phosphorus applications are regulated and enforced? What ex What is your strategy do you have a plan for that? I mean, have you sat down and thought out, okay, if I can only put this many pounds of nitrogen out and this many pounds of phosphorus out, this is how I'm going to not lose my farm, not lose my yields and lose a bunch of money. Have you thought about that? So um, that's one thing that, that we can absolutely help with if y'all, uh, if you're either in that situation or you know it's coming or maybe you just want to cut back on fertilizer anyways uh, without the regulations in place. Um, we have, we do a lot of that. So as far as nitrogen utilization and efficiency and phosphorus uptake and, uh, and efficiency, we have a lot of information and strategies that, that we can help with. So new technology in general is very exciting. 
Um, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. I, I buy some of it. I use some of it. I like it. It's fun to buy new things sometimes. It's fun to try new things. I'm a fan of that. I just say be careful and pay attention to why you're doing some of these things. You know, if everybody around you is doing it, that's probably not the best reason to hop on board with it, although I do understand the, the temptation. Um, it's exciting. But we say the first thing you should do, this is just my opinion, take it or leave it, the first thing you should do is is go search or find somebody to help you search and find out what is most limiting to my yields, and then we'll find out and, and decide what and where and if we invest in some kind of new technology, whether that be planter, sprayer, equipment, biological um chemistry, whatever it might be. Uh, we, we need to know what's most limiting first. We need to know that, in my opinion. So if you don't know what it is, um, if you have no idea what's most limiting or you don't even know where to start, please reach out to us. We would love to help you, We'd love to have a conversation, um, have a meeting and, and talk about things and, and try to help you figure out what is most limiting or what are the top two or three things on the list. Uh, we, we have a way of doing that. So if you're interested, if you would like help, would like to work with us, we would love to talk with you. Um, that my, it's my favorite thing to do is, is, is try to help uh, in situations like this. So please reach out. Um, ROIbiologicals.com is the website. Go to schedule a consultation or contact us and shoot us an email. You can get on Facebook. Um, shoot us a message on there. Um, either way, however you track us down, please don't hesitate to reach out. I promise we we are here to help, and, and I'm pretty much um, pretty much confident that we'll find some things um, to, to enlighten you about. So thank you for listening. Um, hope you tune in next time. Thanks again for stopping by and listening to Better From The Ground Up.